My name is Donald Reed. This is another podcast on investment tips. I'm going to read a little bit from The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham, Chapter 8. Most of the time, the market is mostly accurate in pricing most stocks. Millions of buyers and sellers hanging over price do a remarkably good job of valuing companies on average. But sometimes the price is not right. Occasionally, it is very wrong. And at such times, you need to understand Graham's image of Mr. Market, probably the most brilliant metaphor ever created on explaining how stocks can be mispriced. The manic depressive Mr. Market does not always price stocks the way an appraiser or a private buyer would value a business. Instead, when stocks are going up, he happily pays more than their objective value. And when they are going down, he is desperate to dump them for less than their true worth. Is Mr. Market still around? Is he still bipolar? You bet he is. Think for yourself. Would you willingly allow a certifiable lunatic to come by at least five times a week and tell you that you should feel exactly the way he feels? Would you ever agree to be authoric just because he is? Or miserable just because he thinks you should be? Of course not. You'd insist on your right to take control of your own emotional life based on your experiences and your beliefs. But when it comes to their financial lives, millions of people let Mr. Market tell them how to feel and what to do, despite the obvious fact that from time to time he can get nuttier than a fruitcake. Can you beat the pros at their own game? One of Benjamin Graham's most powerful insights is this. The investor who permits himself to be stampeded or unduly worried about unjustified market declines in his holdings is perversely transforming his basic advantage into a basic disadvantage. What does Graham mean by those words, basic advantage? He means that the intelligent individual investor has the full freedom to choose whether or not to follow Mr. Market. You have the luxury of being able to think for yourself. And I've heard Warren Buffett say that many times that, you know, if you follow the crowd, it is a mistake. You think by yourself, you can be a much better investor. News you could use. Stocks are crashing, so you turn on the TV to catch the latest market news. But instead of CNBC or CNN, imagine that you can turn into the Benjamin Graham Financial Network. On BGFM, the audio doesn't capture the famous sore clang of the market closing bell. The video doesn't home in on brokers scurrying around the floor of the stock exchange like angry rodents. Nor does BGFM run any footage of investors grasping on frozen sidewalks as red arrows whiz overhead on electric stock tickers. Instead, the image that fills the TV screen is the facade of the New York Stock Exchange, festooned with a huge banner reading, Sale 50% Off, as intro music, Bachman Turner Overdrive can be heard, blaring a few bars of their old barn burner, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Then the anchor man announces briefly, Stocks become more attractive yet again today, as the Dow dropped another 2.5% on heavy volume, the fourth day in a row that stocks have gotten cheaper. Tech investors fared even better as leading companies of Microsoft lost nearly 5% on the day, making them even more affordable. 
that comes on top of the good news of the past year in which stocks have already lost 50%, putting them at bargain levels not seen in years. And some prominent analysts are optimistic that prices may drop still further in the weeks and months to come. Newscast cuts over market strategist Ignatius Anderson, if I said that right, on the Wall Street firm of Ketchman and Skinner, who says, my forecast is for stocks to lose another 15% by June. I'm cautiously optimistic that if everything goes well, stocks could lose 25%, maybe more. Let's hope Agnes Anderson is right. The anchor says cheerfully, falling stock prices could be fabulous news for any investor with a very long horizon. And now over to Wally Wood for our exclusive AccuWeather forecast. What's this all saying? It's saying that Mr. Market most of the time is wrong. You should think for yourself and you should always look for stocks that are at bargain prices. A final thought. Let's go back to Graham's suggestion that every company independent board members should have to report to the shareholders in writing on whether the business is properly managed on behalf of its true owners. What if the independent directions also have to justify the company's policies on dividends and share repurchases? What if they had to describe actually how they determined that the company's senior management was not overpaid? And what if every investor became an intelligent owner and actually read that report? Since there is no single definition of investment in general acceptance, authorities have the right to define it pretty much as they please. Many of them deny that there is any useful or dependable difference between the concepts of investment and of speculation. We think this skepticism is unnecessary and harmful. It is injurious because it lends encouragement to the innate learning of many people towards the excitement and hazards of stock market speculation. We suggest that the margin of safety concept may be used to advantage as the touchstone to distinguish an investment operation from a speculative one. Probably most speculators believe they have the odds in their favor when they take their chances, and therefore they may lay claim to the safety margin in their proceedings. Each one has the feeling that the time is prosperous for his purchase, or that the skill is superior to the crowds, or that his advisor or system is trustworthy. But such claims are unconvincing. They rest on subjective judgment, unsupported by anybody of favorable evidence. Sum up. Investment is most intelligent when is most businesslike. It is amazing to see how many capable businessmen try to operate in Wall Street with complete disregard of all the sound principles through which they have gained success in their own undertaking. Yet every corporate security may be best viewed in the first instance as an ownership interest in or a claim against of Pacific business enterprise. And if a person sets out to make profits from security purchases and sales, he is embarking on a business venture of his own, 
which must be run in accordance with accepted business principles if it has a chance of success. The first and most obvious of these principles is know what you are doing, know your business. For the investor, this means do not try to make business profits out of securities, that is, returns in excess of normal interest and dividend income, unless you know as much about security values as you would need to know about the value of merchandise that you propose to manufacture or deal with. A second business principle. Do not let anyone else run your business unless you can supervise his performance with adequate care and comprehension. You have usually strong reasons for placing implicit confidence in his integrity or ability. For the investor, this rule should determine the conditions under which he will permit someone else to decide what is done with his money. The third business principle. Do not enter upon an operation that is manufacturing or trading in an item unless a reliable calculation shows that it has a fair chance to yield a reasonable profit. In particular, keep away from ventures in which you have little to gain and much to lose. For the enterprising investor, this means that his operations of profit should be based not on optimism, but on arithmetic. For every investor, it means that when he limits his returns to a small figure, as formerly at least in a conventional bond or preferred stock, he must demand convincing evidence that he is not risking a substantial part of his principle. The fourth business rule is more positive. Have the courage of your knowledge and experience. If you have formed a conclusion from the facts and if you know your judgment is sound, act on it even though others may hesitate or differ. You are neither right nor wrong because the crowd ag agrees with you. You are right because of your data and reasonings are right. Similarly, in the world of securities, courage becomes a supreme virtue after adequate knowledge and tested judgment are at hand. Fortunately for the typical invested, it is by no means necessary for his success that he brings these qualities to bear upon his program. Provided he limits his ambition to his capability and confines his activities within the safe and narrow path of standard defensive investment. To achieve satisfactory investment results is easier than most people realize. To achieve superior results is harder than it looks. Um, yep, that was some uh, snippets from The Intelligent Investor, Chapter 8 and Chapter 20, uh, to your investment success. This is Donald Reed. Have a good day.